0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money saver tire and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today with tanner hendrickson i'm alex ferrario no bk today he'll hopefully be back with us tomorrow blues will be back in action tomorrow night against the montreal canadian six o'clock puck drop i've got your first community credit union pregame show starting at five curbs and joey will be on the call blues win five two over the senators last night and Doug Armstrong picks up his 500th career win as a general manager. And to talk about that and more, we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line for our weekly hit with Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, I want to bring you in on a question that I asked our text line and that T-Bone and I were discussing earlier in the show. Uh, you've, you know St. Louis sports history longer than I do because obviously I was born in the 90s. In, in your opinion, is Doug Armstrong a top three general manager in St. Louis sports history?
1: Is Doug, you you started breaking up on me there for, for some reason. You say, is Doug Armstrong a top three general manager in St. Louis sports history? Correct. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I I think you'd have to say absolutely. Um, you know, when you consider one, the tenure of 10 plus years, so, you know, plus an extension, that's going to obviously within a year or two, making the longest general manager in Blues history. The fact that he was the architect of the first ever championship for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and he's got more wins than anybody else. He's clearly number one on the blues list. I think if you look at uh, the football side of things, um, you know, clearly the, the, the football Cardinals had some good moments, but we were, were never really great. Uh, the Rams. Okay. They, they did have that great success there for a while. So somebody in there might be, might be one or two. And then, uh, you know, if you, you look at the Cardinals, buddy, Herzog's run running the team. Yeah, I, I think with, without a doubt, Doug Armstrong, I think you could easily put in, in a top three list.
0: What is it about him that you have seen over his tenure curves that that, that just that shows you why he's been so successful? Because with the Dallas Stars, I, I think in his time, 17 years as a general manager, he's missed the playoffs three times. Two of those times with the Blues, one of them was his first year taking over a team that was rebuilding. And then the second year, of course, was the year that he missed on the last game by one point. Uh,
1: I think it's experience. I think it's patience, um, and he's got a very matter-of-fact way of doing things. He, when I asked him about Craig Baruby, he described Craig Baruby as "there's no gray in him," meaning things are pretty simple, pre- pretty straightforward. And Doug Armstrong said, "I like I like that about him. We get along well because of that." <laughs> and that's and that's Doug Armstrong. Um, he's learned that he's got to make the tough decision. It doesn't mean that he's not going to make a mistake. Now, I remember when the Blues traded for Yaro Halakin in a conference call we had with him after that. We asked him a question. He said, look, I traded for a goalie. It's either going to be a great move or it's not. You know, And, and that's kind of the way it looked. But, you know, that didn't prevent him from, you know, making a trade, you know, trades for like Ryan Miller and, and other guys. So he, he's learned from it. Uh, but I think he's also just got a very calm, cool, collected way of managing things. I, I think the reputation that he has, He sets the bar. I mean, he was not, there was no way he was going to cave even for a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know, on the situation, you know, that, that surrounded Vladimir Sabot all those years ago. And at that point he made, it. he kind of proved to everybody like, look, you can go play in the KHL if you want. I don't care, you know, but we're not going to do anything here, even though it may have cost him Alex Petrangelo and we can go back and you debate whether that's a good move or not. He just refused to give a no movement clause. And he refuses to give a no movement clause, you know, because he thinks that the owners should have ability to, to control their, their game and their team. So, you know, there's, there's a real matter of fact way about him, but then you put the experiences and he tells a great story about a a trade that uh, he nearly made. And another general manager in his early days said, you sure you want to do that? I'm going to give you 24 hours to think about it. If you still want to do it, I'll make that trade. But I think you ought to think about that. And he ended up not making the trade, you know, so, Things like that. He surrounds himself with good, smart people, and and it seems to really work out. Com- compare this to a team we're going to see in a couple weeks, and, and I'm a huge Kevin Adams fan. Known him since uh, he played at Miami of Ohio, and he's won a Stanley Cup in the National Hockey League. He's now in a general manager, but because of the structure and the the budget situations, he can't surround himself with the same quality of hockey people that Doug Armstrong can. And, and look at the difference there. I, I think it's huge. So. All in all, uh, he's been a terrific general manager. and I think, look, he's he's also been the GM for Team Canada and they won medals. They might have had another chance had they gone to the Olympics again this year from an NHL standpoint. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think Doug Armstrong, is going to be by the time it's all said and done in the conversation as, as a Hall of Famer in the builder category.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber is with us on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line here on BK and Ferrario. So Kerb, speaking of Doug Armstrong, I know you don't like talking a lot about the trade deadline, but this was kind of <laughs> big news. I know you knew it was coming sooner or later. Um, Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff put an article out earlier today that basically said the Avalanche have been tied to Phillies, Claude Giroux, but he said there's one more team to keep a close eye on and it's the St. Louis Blues part of me looks at this curves and say I don't understand where this would make sense because the Blues are so filled on the offensive side and it's pretty obvious they need defense but you also look at this and say well you're taking them away from other central division teams and you're strengthening an already strong area
1: Okay. I thought you and I agreed that we weren't doing trade deadline stuff until March 1st.
0: Yeah. I broke that promise. Kerbs. Like, did, Didn't we agree to that on the air the other night? Yeah, I broke that. Hey, well, you know what? I agreed to it for post games, So uh, this is a different scenario, I guess. Oh, Oh, you threw a
1: caveat in there. Yeah. I thought I, I, I am pretty sure that we said during the Curbs, show too, but no, that's there's right. one thing about
0: listen. me. I always find loopholes. I'm Mr. 95% for Nolan Arenado, And I cashed in on that.
1: I gotcha. All right. Well, listen, I, I think, look, a couple of things. It, it's clear that the blues could use some defensive depth. That's, that's obvious. If I go back to 2019, Doug Armstrong didn't go out, get a big name guy, but he got a guy that could help when needed. And that would be Michael Delzato. You've heard the names that have already gone around a guy like Ben Sherratt, all those, these different players, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Jacob Chikrin, you know, but you, what you haven't heard is names of a guy like say a Robert Hague in Buffalo, who's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, a left, a left D. You know, a guy, a guy that can play left. You know, on the on that left side, who's averaging three minutes a game, shorthanded. Things along those kind of lines. Because if you talk about a guy coming into the lineup, okay, who's he going to take? Is he going to be an upgrade over the Scandella, you know, uh, Bortuzzo pairing? Would it be an upgrade if you move Mikola down? How's how's that going to work? When I saw, you know, you tweet the Frank Zeravali, you know, article from Daily Faceoff about Giroux and the St. Louis Blues. Your initial reaction is to go, man, these guys are fine at forward. They don't need a forward. They need a deep. But if you take a step back and you think, okay, well, let's look at this. Does it make sense? Is there a forward that that does make sense? What do you do? You know, are are the Blues comfortable with their forward depth that they've got to go to Nathan Walker, if they've got to go to Logan Brown, if they've got to go down there and, you know, into the minor leagues and look at somebody else? What if Oscar Sundquist who told us on the air that, you know, his knees and stuff are still sore and it's going to be an extraordinarily busy schedule down the stretch here. I, I have a hard time seeing how Oscar Sundquist can play the rest of the schedule and, and be healthy, you know, for a deep playoff run, unless he's get some time to rest in there. You know, what if another guy goes down? Well, you know, And, and you know, a guy like Jeru can play center, obviously. He can play the wing. Uh, he's got familiarity with Craig Barubi He's got familiarity with Braden Shen. You know, there are some things that, that would make it seem like it's a possible fit. And, and do you find a way? Yep, you, you find a way, you know, at that point. Is it Dakota Joshua, you know, that goes back to Springfield because he can? How, how does it work? But so I, I think when I see something like that, and, and Frank Valley is, is connected, but I can promise you any rumors didn't come organizationally, so he's getting that for potentially from somewhere else. And keep in mind, Claude Giroux's agent. Pat Brisson has a chance right now because Giroud has a full new a full no movement clause. His agent has been given permission to talk to some other teams and gauge interest. So the fact that some rumors are circulating out there, that's not at all uh, much of a surprise. So if you really do break it down, is it that far fetched of an idea? No, not when you consider the arms race that is happening in the Western Conference, especially, you know, especially if, if an injury like like Mark Stone's injury ends up being a two and a half months injury and he's ready for the playoffs to join that Vegas team. So um, it, it's not all that far stretch of a thought.
0: Curves, We'll get away from the trade deadline because I did want to ask you about the penalty kill. We saw the five on three kill last night. We've seen five on three kills by the blues a couple of times this season. We all talk about the offensive depth, Vili Husso's play, but is that penalty kill the secret sauce for this blues team in terms of an expanded run in the, in the postseason?
1: Well, it absolutely is, because I think if you're going to go in, you'd almost rather have a stronger penalty kill than a power play. A stronger penalty kill, a, a really good penalty kill, gives you the confidence that if you play an aggressive style of hockey, if, if you get hosed by a weak call, if you take a penalty because you were just trying to maybe, you know, something went a little haywire, you can kill it. And look at what it did last night, a minute 14 of a five-on-three penalty kill. Turn that game for the Blues – helped them and probably won them that game. Now I'll relate that back to the previous question. Let's say you're looking for an extra D man and it slides a Scandella or a Bortuzzo or somebody out of the lineup like that. Well, Scandella and Robert Bortuzzo are leading your team. They're one and two in order in shorthanded time on ice per game. You know, so you got to look at those chemistry factors in there too, but absolutely to me, from a playoff standpoint, penalty killing is absolutely critical because If things are tight five-on-five, you get a power play. Uh, You can score, but you can keep the other team off the board on their power play. I mean, that's just absolutely enormous, and it could be big momentum swings.
0: Yeah, especially when you look at that Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche game last night. Dallas scored two power play goals on Colorado, and of course, that's how they won that game 4-1. to one. So talk about a penalty kill. You're talking about an effective opportunity to beat those top teams in the Central and the Western Conference. Curbs, always appreciate the time, sir. Thanks for hopping on with us, and we will hear from you and Joe tomorrow night at 6 for Puck Drop. Well, why didn't you let Tanner ask anything? Yeah, Ferrario, come on! Well, you know, yeah. I, I point to him, hey, Curbs. Hey, and you got anything on your mind today? Well, I got a lot on my mind, but I don't know that a lot fits into the Blues conversation. But Curbs, can we fix baseball? Can you do that for me? <laughs> See, that's all he's worried about. <laughs> hey, yes. I want. I, I want to play catch outside, and I'm like the only guy that can because they're locked out and can't go to Florida.
1: Also, because you live alone. I and I live alone. Listen, I can. I can <laughs> fix baseball for you next week if this thing is still going on. We'll make that part of the topic because having lived through an entire season where we lost the season in 04 05, uh and, and, and you guys may not remember that quite as much, but then the, the 12 13 lockout, there's some good perspective that we could look at on that that maybe is related to it. How about that, that? For, how
0: about that for a deep tea? Seven days from now, one 30, We're got getting a, into got it. A, yeah, wait tune a in on next it? week, folks. <laughs> Curbs, appreciate the time, sir. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk tomorrow night.
1: All right, guys, have an awesome
0: day. There you go. That's Chris Kerber, voice of the blues here. And we'll get into that penalty kill conversation tomorrow, T-Bone, because I do think that's really fascinating to where I I do believe penalty kill is very important, more important than a power play going into uh, the stretch run of this season. We'll get into the BK and Ferrario Rewind as we close things out here on one-on-one ESPN after this. Splash, 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 apply a little splash. When your windshield's getting dirty, just apply a little splash. When your windshield's full of grime dirt and snow just use a little splash and be safe on the road splash 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 apply a little splash when your windshield's getting dirty just apply a little splash see safely on the road when you apply a little splash
1: geico asks how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance of course you would and when it comes to great rates on insurance geico can help